Can you hear? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Now we're back on track. Okay, so I'm gonna start all over with the um the questions um since it's recording now. Um, you do not have to give elaborate answers like you did before. Um, I'm just gonna kind of briefly go over them again. Okay. So can you tell me about your current position and what does your job description entail? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am the manager of archival services at the Avery Research Center of Ministry and Culture at the College of Charleston. And I have been here about two years, and I do a range of, mater- of things, including reference and permissions, donor relations, public programming, uh, facilities management, and uh, supervising student workers and professionals. Okay, thank you so much. Um, how long have you been at Avery? Um, I've been here since October 2016, and I'm uh, currently on what's called a tenure track library. Um, and so, as a part of that, I'm supposed to publish, um, research, and do my job <laughs> as much as possible. Okay, so based on um, my prior knowledge of Avery, your collections are centered around African American culture and history, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so do you focus so, on the African American experience nationally or um, the Low Country in particular? I we focus on the Low Country with um, Pacific and Charleston and African American history in Charleston, and so we have you know documents from 1865. Um, and even some earlier uh, of the present day. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, have you worked at any other cultural institutions before this one? Yes. Before I worked here, I was in Chicago. I was university archivist at Chicago University. And so there I was in charge of the history of the campus, as well as special collections and the budget management of the university. And I had internships across the country um, before I got permanent jobs. Okay. And what inspired you to enter this field? Um. Yeah. So I'm inspired to enter the field because I'm committed to preserving African American history and culture, and uh, to encourage other people to learn about it as well and to preserve their records. Okay, and um, what type of educational training have you obtained as a result of your interest in this field? Yeah, so I have a BA in English and English Sexual Studies, and a BA in African American Studies from Syracuse University in New York, and then I have a Master of Library of Science from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So um, as a result of Avery being close to renovations, what have been some challenges you face um, in terms of still connecting with your audience through social media or online? Uh, yes. So we've been closed for almost a year and a half to replace our heating and cooling system at Avery and our roof and windows. And so that has been a challenge in communicating to individuals that we are still open. But through social media and through our public programming, we are able to communicate to people about our collections that we have and uh, using our digital items. So through the Country Digital Library, 
in the book Contradictor Library, we show examples of our digitized collections through Facebook as our main platform social media. We do have a Twitter page, but it is not monitored. Um, and we don't have an Instagram or um, Tumblr pages. Okay, so um, based on your statement just now, do you think that Facebook is probably um, the most effective social media network, or what other ones do you believe um, have been effective for Avery? Mm -hmm. So I believe Facebook is the most effective um, for our purposes because there are a range of populations on Facebook that you don't necessarily get on the other platforms, and so we can reach a lot more audiences that way. Um, okay. Also, we can do more, um, we can talk, we can have more description of the item that we're depicting than on Twitter, which is limited by character. Okay. And so since you do have a Facebook page, um, do you think that a lot of people are deterred from coming, or do you think that by placing some of your collections or public programs on social media, this encourages them to want to come see your collection? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it encourages people to come to see their collections because they want to know more about what's depicted online. They want to see if you have any other material within that collection or in external of that collection. And I think it gets people, um, if they can't even come to Avery because they're not, you know, located in Charleston, they get a piece of, you know, what we have. Okay. Um, so as an archival um, manager, do you assist in or place new material on Avery's webpage or um, any social media outlets? Um, yeah, so we are currently undergoing a redesign of our website, and okay. um, it's, it's kind of, anyway, um, so <laughs> as a part of that, I am responsible for, you know, rewriting some things on our website, as well as submitting some suggestions for images to be depicted on our website that's more effective on the collections that we have, and okay. then for the Facebook, um, so we have about three people that manage the Facebook page um, here right now. And so we each, uh, there isn't like an assistant person that does it um, all the time to respond to people. So we kind of distribute responsibilities. And so yeah, I am one of those people that do post about the collections and what kind of material that we have um, going on. Okay, so what do you think have been three of your most successful um, web or social media campaigns or projects if you've um, implemented any since you've been there? Mm -hmm. um, good question. I think the one, we post a lot about like programs that we do for Avery. Mm -hmm. um, well, I did post the image of like the most popular Clark. Um, that got a lot of shares because she is a popular person. Um, and so it's really about kind of name recognition to get people excited about a different image or a location that they did not um, know before. It was another place people can get recognition and likes and shares. Um, so that is what I would say. Okay. 
Okay. Um, do you collaborate with other departments within the institution, and how beneficial are these relationships to your um your projects or programs? Yeah, so we partner, Avery as a whole partners a lot of different uh, institutions, um, a lot of departments on campus, like African American Studies, um, SLI, it just stands for the Sustainability Literacy Initiative, and we partner with the BSU, with the Black Student Union on campus, and as well as OSALA, which is the Association for the Study of African American History. Okay, and, and is there something those, new? Um, yes and no, and we always partner with um, SLI is probably the most newest partnership, so that is one of the newer departments on campus, but we okay. always partner with um, African American Studies Department and um, BSU, I would say, Relatively, I mean, the last like two years, we've been more active with the issue. Um, and then Asala, we've always been a, a partner of us with Asala. So that's a community organization, and they have their meetings and things at Avery um, when we were open. Okay. So, of all your responsibilities, which is the most compelling to perform and your least favorite? Um, I think my least favorite would be copyright um permission. Okay. So we have to figure out um if the person has the right to use or how how particular items should or should not be used um for um publication or an exhibit or on an assignment. And then I'll say my favorite, um would be talking with researchers about like how find the material that they're looking for, and then they are so appreciative because like they wouldn't have found it on their own. So that is always um, makes you feel a little bit you know happier that you can help people find their needs. Okay, so do you all do a lot of um, community involvement, like not just taking or using information from researchers, but I guess contributing? Um, acquirements from people in the Charleston area? Or? Um, yeah, so Darren Calhoun, who is our program and facilities person, he does a lot of like workshops with schools. And mm -hmm. as part of uh, Avery, it's also RSJI, which is the Race and Social Justice Initiative. And mm -hmm. that's put out a report a couple years ago about racial disparities in Charleston County and that got a lot of attention um, from you know government um, and local organizations so Darren and our director um, Dr. Patricia William Lussain have done a lot of talks and workshops <clears throat> around the issue of racial disparities in Charleston to get people organized and aware of their rights. Um, that's a really good aspect of Avery's community outreach. And then as far as archive concern, um, we do like work with Nas National History Day with the students to uh, encourage them to do research in our collections. Um, and we talk, we go to like festivals in Charleston 
of tables and educate people about Avery's history and the kind of material that we have to help people you know, find out more about Black Charleston. Okay. Um, are there any current social media trends that are impacting what type of um, programs or initiatives you all will implement in the future? Um, well, I think, well, my one of the things that I'm trying to do for Avery's collections is have work on food, trying to collect some uh, records relating to foodways in Charleston, um, okay. looking at African American foodways, and that is based on, you know, Charleston being a food um, city, but also like the really good, really um, push about online, about food, and preserving um, African 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 American book country um, recipes and um, ingredients. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's I always it's a big social media um, uh, social media um, push, and so I think if Avery can collect in that area, we can um, really grab into that aspect of of, of research and also community interest. Um, so what is your least and favorite exhibit or section of the museum? Um, well, I guess like my favorite space would be the Denmark BC when we um, uh, in our building on the second floor, we had different exhibit um, corners. And so one corner we had like about Denmark BC and the rebellion um, that he mm-hmm. tried to start here in Charleston in 1822. And so that, yeah, talk about, you know, black people, you know, fighting for their freedom and, you know, always rebelling and challenging the system. Um, that's like my favorite spot in the museum. Um, my least favorite spot, well, I would say like the artifact, but the storage has always been a problem at Avery. So hopefully with our remodel of that aspect that will help to alleviate some of those issues mm-hmm. um, regarding storage. So that one, hopefully that will be fixed <laughs> in the next by next year. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Okay, so have you all ever thought about um, placing um, your items online, like doing an online exhibit um, for cases like this when you're renovating and um, patrons can't come into the building physically? Or you all think you are um, suffice with just doing updates and um, things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a virtual tour, you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that would be interesting. We know we don't have a virtual tour of the building online. Um, that would be, you know, good way to, I mean, when we, when we get back in the building, that could be a way to engage people who can't come to Charleston. Um, but no, we haven't done anything like that currently. And we do have exhibits. Um, well, I should say there is the Avery so one of our permanent exhibits at Avery is this Avery the Spirit That Would Not Die. It talks about Avery's history. 
And so there is an online um, component, an online replication of those panels through the Low Country Digital Library, like the Low Country Digital History Initiative, LDHI. And so there are um, the panels that are in, physically in Avery are replicated um, through the online exhibit. So that's one exhibit that is online. Um, it's not the same, obviously, as like standing there looking at it, but there is like a textual representation um, with like the images and even more detail than you can do in physical because you can you know, talk about the person or a particular event, you link to different things online that you can't say to when you're in person um, at the panel. That's the only one that's, that's kind of duplicated, um, but then not the whole building itself, though. That makes okay. sense. Yeah, okay. that's, so, <laughs> so, okay, so I'm thinking that Avery is, you know, basically um, about their physical exhibitions for the most part. Um, there is some sort of social media um, available. So in terms of that, would you say that your targeted audience um, is um, an older audience or what What exactly um, or what type of people are you trying to um, encourage to come to Avery or you would like to see in Avery? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a conversation we're having, you know, among ourselves at the moment about the future of Avery and audiences and such. And so, uh, I mean, we have the South Carolina Black History Bugle, which is aimed for fifth grade. Um, okay. And so that's where there's three issues online at the moment. And okay. we hope to publish one more. So that's kind of our one of our outreach to young people. But yes, the social media, um, I mentioned earlier about Facebook having, you know, but it does skew older. Um, and so that is like one of our, you know, we love, you know, having older people um, as part of Avery's community. But we know we can't sustain on that. <laughs> we need to, mm -hmm. you know, build support from younger people. And so definitely we are trying to see what, like, partnering with BSU and everything is one of the ways that we're trying to make, you know, Avery's collections and history more um, relevant to a wider and younger age range. Um as well as that the spiritual support kind of um, helps with that avenue too, because people are interested in trying to uncover those disparities that they're living in. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as I, I would love, you know, for everyone to be an Avery, you know, from you know pre-K up to you know 90 years old. But realistically. We have mm -hmm. our age. I know the main audience is basically from fifth grade to about maybe 80. Um, and so because the range is so large, it's like how mm -hmm. do you, you know, reach Address everyone. all of them at the same time, yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's, I mean we have the AV Messenger, and that's like our, you know, newsletter that we put out to people that's on my mailing list. But. I don't know. I mean, definitely, I mean, I think it's a struggle that all archives are facing, not just Avery. So I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable.
comforted in that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And I have one more question. Um, so what professional advice would you offer someone entering into this field? Um, what type of training or learning experiences would you advise them to take advantage of? Mm-hmm. Don't do it. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I love that stuff. Um, no, um, I mean, definitely there's a lot of um, online resources. So, like, I would say there's um, Twitter actually is really good. If you're on social media, Twitter is because there's a lot of people on Twitter that talk about issues relating to library and archive of museum world and so you get to following them and you just find out what trends are happening in other professions as a whole but then like formally they're like finding american archivists which is the professional association for archivists and then there are the library associations that you should get involved with and even if you're newer they have particular groups for people um to get you no know, networking months group of people and they have interns and call for volunteers so that you don't have to be like a president or something but you can you know volunteer to help on the committee and they really want uh, new professionals to join um also like there's um like regional or state or city-wide um associations and so i would say join them too because and join when you're in a student because they're cheaper and you get all the you know benefits without half the pay like the money mm-hmm. you have to do when you get a real job um and then other kind of like there's like rare book school that's another really good resource um there's california rare book school and then there's the rare book school in Virginia, and they're like week-long courses that you take um, about different topics, and so there's um, scholarships to them too. Um, and then if you have like interest in like a particular history, like African history, or like genealogy, or you're a science person, I would say you join those organizations you can see what kind of um, research needs they have um, and you can talk about how libraries can help help them out in that way so a lot of different ways to get involved but definitely do some research about you know associations and publications you can do you can even like start writing a blog or you know write um, um, an article about your experience as a student um, in in the profession, which is very valuable too. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for answering my questions. Um, I hope that all is well, and I hope that you all will be able to reopen in say the spring, right? Spring twenty. Yeah, that's the hope. Spring okay. 2019, but it probably won't be open to the public till later in the spring okay. slash summer. <laughs> yeah, a lot, okay. of, a lot of things happening. Uh, but yeah, so look yeah. on Facebook um, to find out more <laughs> um, about our <laughs> status. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank you so much. Um, and I yeah, look forward you. to hearing from you soon. Um, and when you all open, 
I would probably try to bring my students there. I'm always talking about Avery, so I would like oh, for them to see. Good. Yes, ma'am. But thank yeah. you so much, and I hope you have a good yeah. day. Thank you. Too. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.